Hey, sweet friend, let's get real for a minute. Are you feeling stressed about holiday waking? Maybe not sure how to handle another holiday season without feeling burnt out and exhausted by the end? Yeah, it's a tough season and can come with a lot of temptation and frustration. This is why I created your Balanced Holidays digital course. Inside of this course, you'll learn how to get the most out of your holiday season without the weight gain. You'll learn mindset shifts and actionable strategies that you can put into place right away. You'll learn how to handle some of the toughest holiday situations and come out on top, and you're even gonna learn how to deal with other people over the holidays that make this whole journey that much harder. This course is split into three distinct sections. The first section is the modules. You've got this, the, the learning, <laughs> that's really important. We've got, we touch on things, um, things like how holiday weight gain actually works, um, and so how much weight you can gain in a specific holiday and, and what that looks like. We even talk about dealing with family over the holidays, which is a really big deal. We'll touch on goal setting and then setting your own goals, being proactive versus reactive, and even thinking about ways you can handle holiday suites. There's a lot of practical, actionable steps in section one, which is the modules. Section two is a how-to PDF for everything you need to know about the holidays and step-by-step, -step, again, how-to, really actionable, point-by-point -point things for you to put into place. Things like how to portion control at events, how to be flexible and plan for spontaneity, how to meal prep and plan for a holiday week, things like exercising on limited time, prioritizing during the holiday season, time management, the whole nine yards. Lots of amazing resources in here. And the third piece of the course is a workbook, journal, and a daily planner. So for each module, you dig deeper into your understanding and experience with that module topic. Thought-provoking questions in the workbook are going to help you to change your mindset, and the daily planner helps you to be proactive about each day over the holiday season. And finally, there's a Facebook group associated with the course that allows access to a community of like-minded people who are also here to have their best holiday season. This course is going to help you to change your holiday experience. You're going to go into each event with confidence and know that you'll leave the holiday season feeling satisfied and ready for what's next, not feeling frustrated and sluggish. You deserve to feel your best during the holiday season and beyond. So click the link in the show notes below and join the course and take control of your holiday experience. Now onto the episode. Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too, or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have, and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Corinne Graustra, and welcome again to the Balanced Bod Pod and to episode one. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we're going to touch base on extremes, and we'll get into that in just a minute, but I should probably introduce myself. Hello, again, my name is Corinne Graustra. I'm a holistic health coach and a balance enthusiast, which I know is probably shocking based on the title of my podcast, um, but I started the Balanced Bod Pod to share a message that I really think needs to be mainstream, which of course is that you can have your cake and eat it too. Life does not have to be about sacrificing everything that we love in order to be healthy. And it's not about sacrificing health in order to enjoy the life that you're living. There is a balance. There is a happy medium. 
And that's really what we're going to seek to find over the episodes together that we we have here. So stay tuned for that. That really is going to guide all of the things that we do and all of the things that we talk about on the Balance Bod Pod. So more to come on that. But I just want to share a little bit about my background is that I have worked with hundreds of people on weight loss, on finding their own healthiest, most sustainable lifestyle. And what that has shown me, where this all came from, is I've noticed that everyone has something different that works for them. This is a concept called bio-individuality, and really it just means that what works for you is not going to work for me, and what works for me is maybe going to work for you, but maybe not going to work for you. There is no one-size-fits-all, and I just think that's so cool. I think that doesn't get talked about enough, and so that's what we're going to, of course, talk about here on the podcast. And the other thing that is that I've, I've noticed by working with hundreds of people that balance allows you to get the most out of every aspect of life. It really is the thing that if we do it, we get to squeeze more out of life. We get to be, we get to show up better for the things that we have in our lives, but we also get to experience more there and in a better state of mind and a better state in our body. It just really is the best of all worlds. So I want to go ahead and get started, but before we dive into anything, I want to share what we're going to talk about today so you have some sort of expectations here, understanding. So I'm going to start by talking about just what I'm about. We've just met. We're all new here. So I'm going to share that and then what you can expect from the podcast, what I'm hoping that it it does and really my heart for the podcast, what balance means to me why balance is important in the first place, extremes in the industry. So that would be the health, fitness, wellness space, extremes as a culture, how extremes distort our perception of ourselves, our health, and what it actually takes to get there. And then I want to share to end off our episode today, how you can get out of the rut of extremes. So let's dive into it and get started with our very first episode of the Balance Pod Pod. And I just want to share to start off our episode today, what I'm about and what you can expect from the Balance Bod Pod. So the Balance Bod Pod, along with the Balanced Body Blog and my health coaching practice, are truly just ways to create a life that you love that allows for flexibility and enjoyment, but also health. They're meant to be practical applications for real life, and they're born of seeing the struggles of hundreds of regular people, myself included, because I am also a human. Um, so If you're sick of being confused by the health industry on what is and is not a factor in health and weight loss, you're in the right place. If you're sick of dieting and failing, quote unquote, all the time to maintain your weight or health, you're in the right place. If you just want to get to a place where you don't need to expend so much mental energy on healthy choices, you're in the right place. If you've got no clue how to put this into practice, you're also in the right place. We're going to talk about all the things that matter in weight loss and health and what's this plain myth. We're going to be touching on specific topics, interviewing with people in all walks of life who are doing well with balance as well as struggling with balance. And I want to work through real life issues. I don't care about the perfect situation because we know that life doesn't have perfect situations uh, almost ever. And so I care more about doing things that are going to actually happen in real life as opposed to preparing for the perfect situation to come our way if it even ever does. So to do this, I want to take listener questions and scenarios and walk through how to implement balance in each of those situations, as well as, of course, doing some coaching with the people who I have on for interviews who are are struggling with balance. 
So my hope for the Balanced Bod Pod and my other platforms is that you leave each week feeling like the steps were practical and actionable. And those two things put together are so important to me um, because if you have one without the other, you're not going to make any changes. So the other thing that's really important to me is that I'm adding value to your life with every episode. Not just here to to tack at you for an hour or so. I really want to be adding value to your life and helping you find your own balance so that living well and living healthy do not need to take up so much brain power. So I want to share what balance means to me, but I first have to give you a spoiler alert is that when it comes to health and wellness, there isn't just one way. This also means that nobody is always right, uh, except for bioindividuality. Remember that, friends. <laughs> uh, but essentially, bioindividuality guides everything that I do and everything that I challenge you on. Find what works for you. That is the overarching comment and advice and encouragement that I can give to you. Don't stop until you find what works for you. It's out there, but you may have to search. All of the diets make the same claims and have conflicting rules, and so it's pretty clear that something's up and something's going on and that one diet isn't the only way to go. So again, find what works for you. Do not stop. Make that your priority and you will be incredibly successful. But to share with what balance actually means to me, balance is choosing the thing that will bring you the highest short and long-term benefits in each moment. This is not YOLO and this is not having no fun (laughs) for the rest of your life. The best versions of ourselves include physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual health. A life in balance includes things that add to each one of those at different times. And so, for example, for me, veggies, water, and exercise, just like everybody, contribute to physical health. Time alone with a good book and a fun coffee contribute to my mental health. A glass of wine with friends and ice cream with my husband contribute to social health. Good conversations with my husband contributes to my emotional health. Um, And then finally, time alone with a good devotional or my incredible Bible study friends add to my spiritual health. And while you can kind of tell there's a lot of different segments here, they're all overlapping. This would be one heck of a Venn diagram, but I won't even try to attempt that because veggies, water, and exercise can contribute to more than your physical health. But just to give you an example, balance is a consistent evaluation of areas that are strong and areas that are lacking and choosing actions to reinforce the areas that are lacking. For example, if you've gone out every day for dinner this last week, your social and even possibly your emotional and mental health are probably fairly high. Your physical health is probably lower. So stay at home for a few days, lighten up on alcohol and get moving. Or maybe you've been doing the opposite and you've been in hibernation and your friends are wondering why you fell off the face of the earth. Go enjoy a night or two out with your friends. Indulge if you feel like it's necessary and would add to the moment. Don't if you don't want it to and it won't change the experience. But don't beat yourself up over one week. But do notice when things are starting to become habits because there is a fine line. And I want to share one more time before I move forward. The definition of balance, according to the balance body, (laughs) is that balance is a consistent evaluation of areas that are strong and areas that are lacking and choosing to reinforce the areas that are lacking. So I want to spend just a second on speaking to why balance is important. And I think the very first piece of that is that we're always seeking to find it. We are humans and creatures that love balance. But for some reason, we always are at one extreme or another. 
think about the last time you were at an extreme, whether that was a diet or a schedule or something that pushed you to the extreme and was by default and definition not balanced. We always burn out at one extreme or the other. If we're working too much, we're burnt out. If we're working too little, we're stir crazy or bored and burnt out and need something else. If we're working out excessively, we've got an exhausted body with overtraining and probably not that many results. And then on the flip side, if we're not working out at all, we're not feeling our best. We're probably sluggish, low energy, uncomfortable, the whole nine years, right? We've all been there. And life is really lived in the middle. I don't know how else and or how, how better to put that, but life is lived in the middle. Extremes are unsustainable regardless of the extreme of the nature of it. And I just, that's the short answer to why balance is important is because we need it. We cannot physically sustain the extremes regardless of what they are. And then along those same lines are the extremes in the health industry, the health, wellness, fitness industry, however you like to think about, think of it. I want to remind us that it is a business. All businesses have faults and they are there to generate income and be successful. That is kind of the main purpose of a business. I don't know anybody who starts one to be like, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to fail on purpose. That'll be fun. That sounds like a nice use of my time and money. While the food and exercise industry should be held to a higher standard because they have our personal safety at risk, they are not. It is the only industry with a 90% fail rate and that is still going to be the next trillion, with a T, dollar industry. Ethics are going to be lacking at times in the health, fitness, wellness space, and that is so, so frustrating. But I'm not here to really dwell on that in this episode. I want to help to educate you so that you know how to navigate it and truly see the red flags for what they are. I don't see things changing in the immediate future. And so then we need to be smart consumers and understand what are we looking at, what is being sold to us, and how do we navigate it all? What are some red flags and how can I move forward? Every diet is an extreme. It is high in carbs. It is low in carbs. It is high in calories. It is low in calories, protein, sugar, all the above. And then some, every diet is an extreme. If it is not an extreme, it's very likely it's not a diet. It is meant to be as a lifestyle plan or something that you can actually sustain that is not going to promise quick results. Yes. Many exercise plans are extremes. There's different things that we have that we promote just in the, the right, just like popular fitness sorts of things that are, are very extreme as well. And so that can fit into that category. And I'm sure you've noticed that we as a culture love our extremes. We've got anthems or mantras such as grind, no days off, beast mode. And then on the flip side, we've got things like YOLO and treat yourself and no bad vibes. And the first category of like beast mode, no days off and grind, that's going to get you sick, right? We're going to be sick. We're not going to be incredibly effective. We're probably not going to have a very well-rounded, um, balanced self, of course, that goes without saying, but our relationships typically would suffer with that or our health would suffer with that. And so you're really getting a lot of one thing and you're missing out on everything else. While on the flip side, YOLO and treat yourself, yeah, you only live once and you should be really nice to yourself and, and do the things that you want to do, but we need to plan to like be here for about 80 years. And when you're YOLOing too hard, <laughs> you're acting like you're going to be here for one. And so it's it's really, truly something to pay attention to. And as well as the snow bad vibes or release things that don't that no longer serve me, yes, but also 
we have to feel our feelings. There are there are negative feelings and that helps us to grow and that helps us to be uncomfortable enough to move forward and to make changes. And so those are things that are so, so important. And it's not always in our best interest to just eliminate things that we don't agree with or that don't quote unquote serve us. Sometimes we have to fight for it and try and continue to make it work and then right evaluate it as it goes. Again, there isn't a one size fits all situation for that either. But as a country, as a culture, we tend to swing from one extreme to the other in response to the other extreme. <laughs> so one that really comes to mind um, is right the, the idea of the anorexic models. Their response to that was plus size models and the health at every size movement. Uh, we've got low fat and high carb where fat is demonized for a while and carbs are, are, we're told to eat incredible amounts of carbs. And then all of a sudden overnight, we've got fat is, oh, fat's good now. You should have as many eggs, as much bacon as you want, but God forbid you eat a carb, right? <laughs> one extreme to the other. And then the other one that I can think of is just really a lot of people, I, I find that a lot of people fall into this, is we care about our health so much, but we're so confused that we end up giving up because we're overwhelmed and confused and we don't really know where to go from there. And so again, that's one extreme to the other in response to each other. There's a lot of others, but you get the picture here. Um, and, and really genuinely, when we're thinking about extremes, if you take a step back and understand the ramifications and the consequences of the extremes, they distort our perception of ourselves, our health, and what it actually takes to get to a place where we're balanced or even just healthy, because maybe a lot of us aren't, aren't there yet, and that's okay as well. Extremes don't give us any ground to stand on extremes are inevitably going to change and the pendulum is going to swing the other way and we're going to kind of be in that same situation where we're feeling stuck and frustrated and here we are. So the extremes don't give us any ground to stand on. We, fe we feel that if we can't sustain the extremes, it's us. What does that do to us? Decreases self-esteem, self-confidence. It makes us a lot more likely to try more diets and more extremes or just swing the other way again and give up altogether. Say, you know what? Every, I, I've heard this a lot in terms of like cancer or things like that. Everything gives me cancer. So I'm just going to do whatever I want, whatever I want and not pay attention to it. Right? That's a, that's a hard place to be. And that's a very frustrating place to be. And I can completely empathize with that. But that also is not always the best response. And while I completely understand why we have that response, and I felt that same way myself, finding it a happy medium is really going to be the place where we're going to have the most self-confidence, the most self-efficacy, and, and just really feel like we're able to do more things because we're consistently making progress and feeling good and not holding ourselves to these crazy, stupid high standards that we can't ever meet and we're never going to meet in the first place, like only eating one carb per day. Like what? <laughs> How in the world do you do that? How do you right, exercise for three hours a day or do all this stuff? Like some of these diets are crazy. Some of these exercise plans are crazy. Extremes are flawed in their design so that one to 5% of the population can stick with it. But what do we do? We look at that one to 5% and we say, oh my goodness, why am I not like them? Susan's got so much more willpower than me. It must just be me. I must not be trying hard enough. I must not be capable of this. I must be flawed in some way instead of that the extremes are flawed in their design. Some people really, really thrive off of some sort of extremes, which more power to you. I'm not going to say that it's going to be the healthiest way to go, but if you like that and if you enjoy that beautiful, you're probably not listening to this if you are, are a big fan of the extremes. But in terms of what they do for your relationship to ourselves and in just the way that we are seeing this, this whole entire journey of health, 
is you get accustomed to the quick results. They're not sustainable, but they offer quick results. There is no patience, right? At least there's no patience for the slow and steady method, the way that we know that things work. And 20 years later, a lot of us are still doing the same things and getting the same results or lack thereof, if you are doing the extremes, right? And so it's a continuous downward spiral of self-confidence, self-efficacy, which again is the belief that you can do it, but then also perceived self-worth because how many of us tie our self-worth to our abilities and our um, our dedication and our quote-unquote willpower and our ability to stick to something, right? How many of us tie our willpower or our, our self-worth rather into our accomplishments and what we're able to do instead of who we are as people and that is a, a very damaging way to think about our health or to think about kind of the, the things that are happening here. The other thing that I want to share is that extremes kill our metabolism. In terms of the health aspects, they kill our metabolism and make it harder for us to lose weight each and every time. This is, again, one of the design flaws of the fad diets or the extremes. But we just, we make it, we believe that we are the ones who are having the problem. Like It's not actually us. And so these these extremes, they kill our metabolism, these fad diets, these extreme weight loss um, or exercise plans kill our metabolism. They make it harder for us to lose weight each and every time. We're going to talk about why that is in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. But this again goes back to the design flaw. We think it's us, but really it's it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with the way that it is designed and how it is meant to impact our bodies, which oftentimes has zero regard for long term and all of the regard for the short term and what can I do in five days? How much weight can I lose in three days time? Right? That's what we tend to be concerned about. So the thing that is so interesting, well, first is that they oftentimes they're trying to sell us something. <laughs> if they're giving us these extremes, they're trying to sell us something or show us that we need some of their products when really we don't. I've shared this before, but you're complete. You are complete with or without that program, with, with or without that uh, that exercise or with or without that um, fad diet. You are complete without any of that. You don't need to cut your carbs in order to be a, a person with more self-worth. Um, it just isn't how that works. Um, but oftentimes we have more problems after the fad diets and extremes than we had going in. Now we have gut issues. Now we've got all sorts of things happening. It's, we've, we've got a really hard time losing weight. We can't even maintain our weight. We've got a hard time sleeping, all sorts of things. And we still continue. We still think it's us. We are the ones that take the brunt of all of the failure of the design of the industry. So I just want you to think about that and, and really just internalize that for, for a minute, for a week, for however long it takes you to, to really acknowledge that and come to terms with that. And the fact that you don't need any of that. Yes, it's tempting. And I find myself tempted every now and again, too. And then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> but it's tempting. It's temp so tempting to think of, well, you know what? I can just cut everything out and do something really strict for like a month. I could totally do that. And then I'm at, and then I'm at my, my ideal weight for this wedding or for this activity or for this event that I'm really excited to go to. And then I'm at my, my goal weight and it's totally fine. And we don't really think about the long-term aspects of all of the extreme things that we're doing and what that means. Maintenance of these extremes, main, well, that's not, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Maintenance of all of the things that we're doing that we're incorporating in our life. If you want to see those results stick around, you have to do the same things you did to get those results, which means that 
if you say that I'm going to, I'm going to go low carb, you better be willing to commit to that for the rest of your life. You better be willing to commit to low fat for the rest of your life or to two hours of exercise a day for the rest of your life. Because in order to maintain the results that you see from that, you're going to have to continue to do the exact same things that you did to get there. And that's very difficult. And oftentimes you don't really think about that. We're like, you know what? I can do this for six weeks. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine. It's the spring. I'm ready. I need a beach body and I need it fast because we haven't thought about it over the holidays. And right. And then there we are. So the other thing that I wanted to share, and this is going to round out our episode here today, is how you can get out of the rut of extremes. It sounds really complicated, but it's actually not. It does, however, take a mindset shift. So be open. That is going to be your best bet for significant change here. Be open to what, what we have to share here. And I just have a couple questions to get started, which is how many times have you started a cleaning adventure saying, telling yourself, I'm never going to have pizza again? right? Like for, for the rest of my life, I'm done with pizza. I'm over it just to get so upset that you can't have pizza and completely trash it all. Right. Or how many times have you tried exercising for two hours a day, realizing that you can't sustain it all the time. And so you just don't exercise at all. You're never going out because you can't, you can't sustain it as you're out to eat. You can't make good choices or low carb choices or whatever when you're out to eat. So you don't go out at all versus only going out to eat. And so now seven days a week, you're eating out, right? Oreos are black and white. What isn't black and white is life, actual human life, just like the one that you live. Friends, let me tell you a not so secret secret I've learned walking alongside hundreds of people on their weight loss and self-acceptance journeys. It is 50,000 shades of gray. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. There is no absolute anything. Our lives are just made up of choices. The ones specifically surrounding our health and wellness journeys, they're honestly kind of trivial, right? Hear me out on this. There are giant decisions in life. The decision whether to have a salad or fries with your dinner is really not one of them. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you can't do anything else, right? Like we tend to put ourselves in a box on, oh, so so this is the kind of meal that I'm having out. So this dictates how the rest of my day is going to go. So if I eat junk, that means that the rest of my day, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel sluggish. I'm going to feel gross and I'm going to continue to eat junk. But why do you have to do that? Why does it have to be like that? It doesn't have to. This means that if you decide to have fries, you can have a salad with your fries or continue on with life as though nothing tragic has happened and not feel guilty as though you just stole those fries from a child, uh, which I'm going to assume that you haven't, (laughs) but you always have the option to change your next choice. You get to write what happens next? You choose, you write the story. Do you take it? And do you turn that into a reason to not exercise, not eat healthy and not sleep well for three weeks? Or are you going to just say, you know what? Those fries were delicious. They were delicious. They're amazing. And I feel really good after that. I mean, I maybe don't feel my absolute best, but who cares? Because sometimes that's not what's most important. Again, it's figuring out where your, where your weak points are and then working on those weak points. Um, so Again, you have the choice to determine what happens next. It is all up to you. There is no rule that as soon as you have something quote unquote bad in a day that you can't move forward. And we're going to talk in our session coming up in our episode coming up here on eating out and cheat days and all of that stuff. So that is coming. But what I can share with you is that food, again, the extremes turn it into good or bad. I am good for eating 
for eating this food or I'm bad for having this. It's just not that serious. Eating healthy all the time does not make you a healthy person if you're missing out on all the other aspects of balance, right? Eating unhealthy all the time is not going to make you feel your best either. But again, I get this all the time of like, oh, is that on your diet plan? I'm like, no. What do you mean? What diet plan? What are you talking about? I don't have a diet plan. I eat what I want when I want because I'm focusing on what I need when I need it and and really reinforcing some of the, the weakest points so that I have the best experience of every situation all the time and I'm still focusing on my health. So with that, again, just a reminder, you have the option to change your next choice. You have the option to determine where we go from here. Cool. So to close this out, how to how to kick the habit of extremes, there are two really big important steps. The very first one is getting really familiar with what's important to you. Is it more important to you to be down another four pounds quick from that crash diet, leaving you where you started and heavier than ever when it's over, or losing the weight slowly and doing things the hard way, but keeping it off and creating new lifestyle change? to just make it another event at a certain weight or size, or actually feeling comfortable around tempting foods at all of these events for the first time in your life, to change that behavior for four weeks or a lifetime. Again, you have to figure out what is most important to me until we do this and until we can honor the fact that this long-term plan is really in our best interest. We're going to have a very hard time saying no to the fad diets. They are going to continue to pull us in and continue to to trick us into thinking that this is going to be the next thing. And to be honest, it feels like with, with where science is at, we would think that we'd have the, the thing. I hear this all the time. It's like, why don't we have the pill yet? Why haven't we been able to figure this out? Because science is supposedly so advanced. Why are we still having a hard time with this? And so it kind of feels like, well, maybe the next thing that comes out is going to be the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, maybe this next pill that everybody's advertising and that is on TV with a commercial with a doctor, maybe this one is it. But again, think about what is important to you and not just in the short term, but what is important to you in the long term is what you're doing going to help or hinder your progress towards your long-term plan and your long-term goal with regards to your relationship to food, your exercise, how you want things to feel and look and be is that adding to it or is that taking away? And finally, the second one is to get over the idea of quick. Oh, this one is so hard because everything that we've got in life and in, in this country right now is so quick, which is great, right? Like how many of us get so frustrated when our computer takes more than five seconds to load? You're like, seriously, this, this machine is a piece of junk. What's happening? So, right, let's acknowledge for a second Take a step back and acknowledge how far we've come and how quickly we are able to get information and things at our fingertips, period. That is phenomenal. It does hurt us in in when we're thinking about things that matter. Things that matter are not quick and things that are quick typically don't matter, especially when you're thinking about our health, right? There are things that cannot be microwave quick. Lots of things, actually. And weight loss, of course, is one of them. Health change is, of course, one of them. Mental change is another. And as humans, we are slow to change. And without the adequate time to do everything required to change in a given area, it's not going to work long term. If we don't put in the work, short story, if we don't put in the work, we're not going to get the results, right? The things that matter are not quick. And the things that are quick typically don't matter. I know I just said that, but I wanted to reiterate it um, because 
imagine a CEO, right? Like think about this for a minute. A lot of people compare their health journey or their weight loss to a microwave and like, I mean, microwave minutes from forever. So bear with me, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like within five minutes, you get everything you needed and you get a full meal and you're satisfied in 10 and you're feeling good, right? That is not how this works. This is more like a career journey. So imagine a CEO, she did not walk into an office one day from off the street, just graduated from college and walks in and goes, you know what? I think I'm going to need that CEO position. I'm pretty sure that's mine. So I will go ahead and take that. I'm going to start on Monday. Is that okay? Yeah, that's cool. All right. So now that you're my assistant, I need you to go get me coffee, right? Like that's not a thing. She worked her way up one step at a time. It takes years um, in, in that context. It doesn't take years necessarily to always become a more healthy version of yourself, but she knew it was worth it, right? Like we have built our careers or we are currently building our careers because we know that it's worth it because we see the long game. See the long game for yourself and your health. You are worth it. Continue to put in the time that you need. Continue to focus on ways that you can encourage yourself and and keep yourself on track and focused. And that is going to serve you so, so well over the course of this journey. And also to listen to the next couple episodes as well. We talk about extremes, but also time management and excuses and goal setting and all of those things to help you just kind of create this good resource um, situation for yourself. So you have a good toolbox full of fantastic ideas and strategies to help you do the best in each and every situation so that you are building on success after success after success. So I want to thank you for your time today. I want to remind you that you are worth it and that you can do this and that even if it takes a while, you are moving forward. This is kind of like this this whole idea of focusing on balance and thinking about your long-term goal. It's kind of like renting versus owning, if you will. Like doing these fad diets and these extremes is like renting. You're throwing your money away. It's not getting you anywhere. But even if you spend the same amount of money and time and whatever, if you're owning, if you own it, like for example, if you own a house or something, I know this is a random example, but then you you have that and that's yours and you own it. And now anything that happens to it is is yours. Any work that you do on that is yours and you get to own that and have that and benefit from that consistently. So just something to think about, some, some parting words, if you will. Um, so thank you again for your time today. I am so excited to hear what you think of our episode and what you want to see in the future, as well as any questions that you have on how do you balance this, any real life examples. Again, this is something that I'm very serious about implementing in each of our sessions moving forward. Thank you again for your time and thank you for making this very first episode of the Balance Bod Pod a success. We will see you in the next episode. Stay balanced, friends. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. Rate and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Remember that new episodes and the blog posts that go with them drop every Monday to start your week off right. You can find me on Instagram at The Balanced Body and my blog is balancedbodyblog.co. Want to work with me? Head to balancedbodyblog.co and click the work with me tab to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or ideas on who I should interview on the show, send them to me via email or Instagram, and I'm happy, more than happy to add them to my list. Thank you again, and have a beautiful week.